Hello, good morning, and welcome to Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, along with Phil Ramsey, episode 144. Thank you for being here. Philip. good morning. Good to see you again. How are you? I'm doing good. Just how in the heck are you? I'm doing just great. <laughs> well, good, man. I hadn't seen you all week. I hadn't seen you since last week. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I usually get some random text from Jimmy or <laughs> I gotta tell the funny or he'll or you know and I've texted him numerous occasions you have about uh as I do several people about biblical questions and I think I'm being shunned <laughs> by all my brothers in Christ I got I got a funny story I gotta tell you mm. I knew that I had not been as um as actively involved in texting you this week i knew that i mean you don't have to tell me that it's not a surprise to me i've had a busy week and so uh, i'm leaving work yesterday or the day before yesterday uh headed home and i get a text from you i had no idea what that you were close by and uh i get i looked down at my phone and it says don't pull away from me (laughs) I was over at Nafee's uh, getting some chicken nuggets. <laughs> I saw Jimmy's truck at work, so I said, I'll just swing by there. And I'm, as soon as I'm pulling up, he's pulling off. I said, that sap sucker yeah. is just avoiding me. Yeah, you said don't pull away from me. You meant like in the truck. I thought you meant like relationally. Oh, no. Don't pull away from me. I said, he, I'm sorry. He needs to talk you'll to ne- a therapist. <laughs> yeah, you'll never hear that from me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to Jesus. <laughs> We're getting silly. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. How old are you? About four days late, but thank you. <laughs> well, if you had responded to my text, I was going to respond with a happy birthday. <laughs> okay, it's uh, 35, man. I'm old oh, as dirt. Yeah, that's. they say when you get over 30, it's just kind of mm. downhill. It is. <laughs> it truly is. You know, I feel like I'm 65. So after, when you... Before you're 30, you know, if you hurt your foot or something or hurt your back, you can recover. But after 30, if you ever hurt a part of your body, it's just going to hurt the rest of your life. rest of your life. It's over with for yeah. you. You're done. I'm still, well, I'm 49, so I got a little bit on you. Yeah. Man, you old. Yeah, I know it. But anyway, um, uh, I'm excited about this week. I know you are too. Uh, the, the, the Lord really, as you uh, begin reading ahead several weeks ago, I know the Lord kind of just really stamped all over you and... And kind of, um, I don't want to say changed your life, but he 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 really did. He he put some, uh, um, I don't know, just just kind of opened some truth up to you. Yeah, it's not it's not any deep theology. It's just one of those times when you study God's word and you think it means something, and and it does mean something, and it actually can mean what I always thought it meant. It's just what we're studying today doesn't prove that principle. The principle is true. But when you quote this text here to prove that principle, you really can't do that and with this specific text. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. You know, But is the principle true of, of growing as a new believer, growing in faith, growing in maturity? Is that true? Yeah. Is uh, Hebrews 11, chapter 5 through 14, is that, is that talking about growing in faith? Yeah. Yeah, but there's more to the story. Yeah, there's more to the story. And, and and to me there's a and we'll get into it, but if I had if you had to title today's what we're studying with 
I don't want to say theme, but if you had to put something on it that would that would stamp out what it really truly means and had and say it in a statement, I would say it's the danger of spiritual immaturity. The danger of remaining immature in Christ. And I okay, guess what? You and I may disagree. Uh oh. We haven't talked, have we? We have not. Well guess what, folks, you're gonna hear <laughs> Jim, Jim and I work and reason through the scriptures here. Let me give you a nugget and then we'll break it we'll break it down. In order to grow in faith, what must you have? Faith. Faith. Yeah. Now does the I'll people agree with that. does the people that the writer's talking to do they have saving faith? Because he's saying people are at the point, if you keep reading, of falling away, mm. or what, what's what uh, falling away. Let me, let me flip over to the next verses. They are at a point where they cannot be renewed again to repentance. So you have a people here that that if you keep reading could fall away, or never, never. Well, they'll cross that line of not being able to repent and be saved. Mm. So, mm, let's look at this. Let's look at this. We're going to, last week, what did we do? We talked about, we were in verses 1 through 10. Uh, we talked about, uh, again, Jesus the high priest. He's he's taken from among men. What else did, what else did we say last week? I'm just tra- about I'm just, the, you know, from I'm, the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. That's, that's the lineage in which he... Uh, uh, sits as high priest. Yeah. So Melchizedek is a very meaty, meaty topic. It is. And, and chapter 7 gets more in depth with it uh, when we get there. But but to me, last week and this week, um, how this ties in and ties together, obviously, is, is the author here is writing to some people that, that, and he's wanting to, the author of Hebrews, and he's wanting to teach them these truths about Machil's Dick, but what, what's wrong? They're, they're, they're immature. It's over their head. And so, go ahead. You're shaking your head. Say, go <laughs> no, ahead. I'm, I'm saying you're right. Yeah. Machel's Dick is a, it's hard for them to comprehend because he's a high priest before the high priest was ever instituted. And this is an advanced study. The, it sure the truth is. is this. And so he's trying to speak to them, and they're, they, they've been lazy learners. Mm-hmm. And so it's over their head. They're childish. They're immature. Uh, and so he's uh, he's having a hard time with it. So the problem was not with the subject, but really it was the subject was hard to present uh, so they could understand it because they had become spiritually dull. So the problem really truly isn't with the, the how advanced the subject he's trying to teach them, but it's because they are not able to hear and understand spiritually and discern spiritually what he's trying to teach them. Well, let me let me sum it up and then let's read it. You're not going to get Jesus if you don't get Melchizedek. You're not going to fully comprehend who Christ is if you can't handle some of the ABCs of the old covenant and Melchizedek, right? Mm, yeah, that's so, right. So these, these Jews having a hard time understanding the priesthood of uh, well, Jesus... It, and the order of Michelle's a day. Well, and I'll say that, that, that you know, like you talked about, uh, you kind of brought it up a little bit, but we got to keep in mind the theme here in this book is uh, is how superior Christianity is over Judaism. That's it. That's the theme of Hebrews for the most part. And so these Hebrews, these people that he's writing to, they've been tempted to turn to these rituals uh, and the rituals of temple worship and, and all these rituals. And so they, they, they are encouraged to, uh, he's been encouraging them, the writer, to, to put off their 
dependence on these Levitical sacrifices and trust, fully trust in Christ and his, and that he is sufficient. His sacrifice is sufficient. And this is hard for them. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for them. Mm-hmm. And, and because they've, they've been continuing to suck on the bottle, so and, to speak. And there is a danger in staying with milk. That's And that's what I said earlier that I felt like the theme of these verses are is the danger in continuing with spiritual immaturity. Okay. You're right. We're, this is going to be good. Let's, let's read. Yeah. Since you're a, such a better reader than I. I just know how. Well, correct. <laughs> <laughs> read 11 through 14. All right. Hebrews chapter 5, starting in verse 11. Uh, he says, Concerning him we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. My goodness. That's yeah. Let's uh, let's pray. Father, we just thank you today uh, for your word. And uh, we're just so grateful that we have it. And, and in your word, there's life. There's everything we need. And uh, we just consider it a great honor to be here and eat of your word. We just pray that your Holy Spirit uh, really blesses today and, and guides us in the truth of your word. Lord, we just we just give this time to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, that, that right here uh, is some, to me, is some harsh language. Um, and and not, not out of, not out of uh, meanness, but, but obviously out of love. But it's a, it's a strong rebuke is, I guess, what you could say. And there's four, to me, I see four things jump out at me. And we don't have to go through and cover all four. I'm not a, you know, I'm not preaching a sermon here. We don't have to have four points at a poem. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is there's four things that jump out at me. Number one is they're, they're, they've become dull of hearing. Mm-hmm. They've become dull of hearing. Number two is they should be able to teach other people by now. By now, surely. Yeah. Number three, they're spiritual babes. Yes. Is what he said. And the fourth thing is they need solid food. They sure do. And so uh, uh, we don't have to hit those, like I said. Now, in, you nailed order. it. You nailed, that's exactly what it's saying. Yeah. Well, you go to, to uh, verse 11. Yeah. Uh, about this, we have much to say. About what? About what? Machelzadek. Machelzadek. That's right. That's what he had just finished. Verse 10 saying, being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Machelzadek concerning him. Or by this, we have much to say, but it's hard to explain to you. you we, we can't explain it to you. Why? Because you have become dull of hearing. So what does that mean? Well, how can I explain this in everyday terms? If we, if we were outside or we, we were at a, a ball game and, and I was kind of messing with Jimmy. You know, the batter would hit the ball, and we were over on by the concession stand eating, and I would I would scream, foul ball, right? And you, Jimmy would look up, and he'd be scared to death, afraid a, a foul ball was going to hit him in the head. But the more I caught, said foul ball, mm-hmm. the more Jimmy got desensitized mm-hmm. to me screaming foul ball. Yeah. So these, Jude, these Judaizers, these Jews who have been hearing over and over 
and over what what the apostles were teaching and they become dull of hearing the first time you hear something i believe it has the most impact yeah. and then and the more you neglect what you heard the first time you become duller and duller and duller well let me say it this way uh the the, the word there dull of hearing greek word nothros nothros that's the word and 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 it's translated it means lazy sluggish slow stupid that's a tough one but that's what the word means that's what the original word means and so one time phil they were eager to hear the word of god they were eager to hear uh not just hear it but obey it there's two parts to hearing it's Mm -hmm. it's hearing and then obeying and so they were eager to hear that now they're dull they have no response to the message. And so here's the thing that, that I want you to understand, especially concerning today, is when you're a if you're a lazy listener and a lazy learner, if you go to church, sit down, listen to a sermon and say, man, that was a good sermon. But then you go out and do absolutely nothing, especially if it's truth. If it's if not especially, but only if it's truth preached to you, you walk out the doors and don't obey the commands of God within the message of that sermon. You're lazy. You've become dull of hearing because hearing has two parts, hearing it but also obeying what you've heard. Mm-hmm. It's it's two parts to it. And so when they're doing one part here, that's what he's saying. They're dull of hearing. They're not putting the obedience, the action of hearing into into their lives. And so they were hard to teach. John Brown, a pastor, he, he wrote this. He said, when the gospel was first preached to them, it aroused their attention. It exercised their thoughts. But now with many of them, it had become a common thing. They flattered themselves that they knew all about it. It had become to them like a sound to which the ear had been long accustomed the person is not conscious of it pays no attention to it Mm -hmm. so kind of like what you're saying in the foul ball it's the same really take that analogy they had heard it and heard it and now they're accustomed to it and 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 it really does they don't even hear it anymore uh, my my son just bought a labrador retriever little cute little dog about I don't know. He's probably seven or eight weeks old now. Just the sweetest thing and likes to eat. And we've got to keep him for the last few days. Not only does he like to eat, he likes to leave the remnant of what he eats all throughout our house. (laughs) He's not potty trained yet. Mm. But, and I was talking to Skylar, and he knew this, but I said, you know, somebody told me the other day, when you train a Labrador uh, to hunt, if the dog is scared of shotguns, the, you know the sound of a shotgun. He's not going to be. He's not. He's not going to be a good hunting dog. He won't be a good hunting dog. And so my uh, stepdaddy, when he starts training dogs, when he feeds his dogs, he's got uh, squirrel dogs and coon dogs. When he feeds them as puppies, he gives them food, and then he goes out about thirty feet away, takes his twenty-two, and begins to shoot it as they eat. The first time he shot the twenty-two, it scared the puppies. But the more he shot it, the duller they became and hmm. uh, sensitized to the shot. And if you've ever been duck hunting, you can, with a good uh, Labrador, you can shoot that shotgun right by his ear. He doesn't flinch. These cats ain't flinching. Yeah. They have heard it over and over and over. And guess what they're not doing? They're not coming over. They're sticking with their old ways. And that's a dangerous place to be, to stay 
in the old covenant. Right, and that's kind of like that's kind of what he's trying to explain to them. They've they've become. I say lazy because that's what the word means, but they, they, you know, loafer. They become like spiritual and mental loafers. I guess is a better way to say it, or another way to say it. So they're they're too lazy to to go and make improvement in their lives over what they're hearing. They're hearing it, but they're not doing anything with what they're hearing. And so the writer here, he's trying to build them up spiritually. He wants to build them up spiritually. He wants to focus their minds on Christ and 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 this order of Melchizedek, which has some great deep truths in it. But but they're 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 acting and living as if they are still spiritually dead. All right. So they're Here's the deal. What are they, and you just said it, but let me just reaffirm it. What are they lazy and dull in hearing? This person of Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of the old covenant has come. So they are dull and responding. You know, at this point, as long as they've been hearing this, some of them should be teaching oh, yeah. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we're having to go back. So the next verse says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. So check this out. For for though by this time you ought to be teachers. Man, you've heard it. You heard it. You heard it. You're dull. You're dull. You should be over here where I am telling others about the great high priest, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. This is where you ought to be at. You need somebody to go back and teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. To a Jew, the oracles, the oracles of God, that is the, the old covenant, the old testament. The Old Testament, if you can, you can look at it like this, is the ABCs. Mm-hmm. In order to uh, write a sentence, first you got to know the ABCs. The Old Testament is a picture book. The New Testament is the finished book. You can learn a lot from the pictures in the Old Testament. It's pictures. It's it's about the shadows. It's about the things to come. But in Christ, there it is the fulfillment of the picture book. So they're still stuck in the picture book. Mm. They're not coming over to Jesus, Christ in the New Covenant. So, so guess what? You need milk, not solid food. What you need to go back and learn. You don't. You're not even getting Melchizedek. Yeah. And he is in the old covenant. Yeah. Let me let me let me explain it like this. How do we apply that? How do we look at that today? Well, here's what it is. We go into churches all over the world today, and especially in America, and you find so many spiritual babies. There are so many people who are saved who will tell you and can recite to you the ABCs of Christianity. All right, the ABCs of Christianity. So, so the rudimentary principles they can tell you uh, certain basic elements of of Christianity, but that's it. When they hear a person begin to talk and teach about Melchizedek, which is far beyond the ABCs of Christianity, oh well, that person's radical. That's a rat, man. That guy's that's another gospel. 
you don't get much farther past those elementary fundamental beginning elements of Christianity. You never grow beyond that and that's what he's saying. You're stuck right here in day one Christianity. Is what you said now, this is Jim and I is going to speak here. Is what Jimmy said true? Absolutely. Absolutely. But one thing, Jimmy, you got to, as we study together, you got to look at who he's talking to. As a Christian, should we grow Yes, we shouldn't stay. We ought to grow in faith. Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge. These people he's talking to, they're at a very dangerous point of what? Falling away. Of what? Reverting back to the ABCs and being get passing a line in the, in the next, uh, probably next week's lesson where they never can come to a place where they can repent again. That's not a believer. Can you lose your salvation, Jimmy? No. These people, evidently, if you say they're a Christian, can. Have you progressed past the old covenant? Are you under law? No. These people are. They're staying there. They're reverting back to the laying, over, laying, on, laying on of hands. Mm. They're reverting back to sacrifices. They're reverting back to... Uh, several things that, that were part of the Mosaic Law, which was very essential part of everybody's life because these were the ABCs of who Christ or the picture book of what's coming. And they, what's neat here is it says, and, and are become such as to have need of milk. Look, a baby don't have to become to need milk. A baby is born with that. They're reverting back. Look, they've been on a bottle all these years. Guess what? It's time to move on to the meat. They're, they're need, they need to go back to the bottle. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this. If, if, uh, if I had a kid... Can, can can that kid, can I go give that kid, that baby who's uh, six weeks old, a T-bone steak? No. He can't digest it. No. Guess what? In order to digest it, they got to move from the bottle, okay, and grow to the meat. But these people have need to go back to the bottle because they ought to be over here eating meat of Jesus Christ in the new covenant. They're still living and bound by the traditions of the old. Mm. Here's here's now this is look, you can disagree with me, but here's what it comes down to for me, based on what I'm reading, and I think as we go on to next week's next week you will under you will get my point even more because the audience of who he's writing to, if you believe they are saved, then they can lose their salvation. If you believe they are saved, it says later on that they can't they can't come to repentance again. They're real close of crossing the line, just like the Pharisees did, of non-belief. That puts just milk and meat in a whole new category. I would say it like this. Milk is the old covenant. Meat is the new covenant. Milk is law. Meat is the grace. Okay? Milk is lost in the new... And meat is salvation in Jesus. Mm. So what I think he's telling these people is you've had the milk. Now come over to the meat. Mm -hmm. So this ain't a growing as a believer. Now we do grow as a believer, but this is the milk is the Old Testament. The milk is the Old Testament. The meat is the new covenant. Come to meat. 
I don't think this is a transition of growth. I think this is a, a new birth. Agree or disagree? Well, it might be, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we are. we got to deal with what's in front of us, and we're getting ahead of ourselves into the next chapter. Um, but I don't think we need to focus so much on are these people lost or are they saved as, as opposed to what he's actually saying to them in this moment. And what he's saying is that, look, you guys, we have – I'm trying to take you to a place where you should be right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have spiritual dialogue and, and teaching with you. And I can't even get you there because I got to go back and teach you how to learn to begin with. Mm-hmm. You don't even know the fundamentals of learning. I can't, I can't move past this and get you where I want to take you because I've got to go back and reinvent the wheel. Uh, because you have grown lazy. You are lazy learners. And so... You know, we talked about it a second ago. How, how, what a tragedy, Phil. What a tragedy it is for a, for a man to be a pastor and a teacher and a leader in a church today. And he cannot get his people beyond milk. You can't get your people beyond the ABCs of Christianity. And, and, and look, that's a big time thing. I mean, Paul dealt with it with the church in Corinth. He dealt with some of the same stuff with the church in Corinth. Milk, you've said it, and I'll say it again, kind of in a different way, but milk's for babies. Mm. It really is. Adults drink milk, sure. They do drink milk, but it's not their exclusive diet. It's not what they feast on and feed on every day. Milk is good to go back and drink occasionally because it's great to, it's not bad to remember where you came from. You know what I mean? That where God saved you from, that where you began at. They should be teachers, but they they are in need of a teacher themselves. And uh, and what they need to be taught is the things that they have already been taught, which is the basic truths of uh, of Christianity. And so they're so immature in their understanding, their spiritual understanding. And I and I take this text, like I said before, it's a strong rebuke, and and I can see the frustration. Uh, pouring off the page he's frustrated with them yeah you can uh next week it talks about the people that are that are living this way who are still living in really judaism based on what what the text says he tells them next week to leave that and the word that means in the greek or in the original language means to divorce the things that they were doing then that he's telling them the milky things. He's telling them to divorce it. And here's what here's why I say I I think I believe the way I do is has God ever told Phil Ramsey to divorce any part of His Word? No, no, it didn't. He's telling these people, these Jews, to forget it. It's a better way. Forget the sacrifices. It's a better way. Abandon it. Divorce it. Now, for Phil, the Old Old Testament, it tells me who God is. It tells me that it was a picture book, and it's essential to get the overall picture of Christianity to know the ABCs because I never could get here to read the final book if I never learned my ABCs. But he told next week, he's going to tell these people to to abandon, divorce the ABCs because you can't get to grace if you're still stuck under law. Mm. So you're still 
you're still doing these these uh the sacrifices you're still doing the laying hand on hand you're still talking about the resurrection of the dead we'll talk about that next week it's time to come to jesus you should be over here teaching jesus by now you agree or disagree i agree with you yeah but it seems to me phil <laughs> You're more interested next week than you are this week. <laughs> Let's deal with the text in front of us. Let's deal with what we're doing here. It just blew my mind when I when I just when I was reading that. It, I don't know. I think in this Hebrew text, milk and meat is different than than after become a, a Christian, a milk of Christianity and grown in the Word and faith. Here, these people. They are real close of being at a point where they can't repent again. Well, when you talk about the difference in milk and meat, it's like this. Let's let's picture if you're having a problem uh, picturing what we're talking about. Look at it like this. Look at it as a as a as a parent takes their child, a 15 year old child who looks completely malnourished. Uh, you've got a 15 year old son who should be well over 150 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever he should be at 15 years old, and you and you take him to the doctor because he's he's 25 pounds. And the doctor says, what in the world is wrong with this child? He does all this test, and he doesn't see anything physically wrong with him. He says, well, what's his diet like? He's asking the parents, well, you know, he, he, he's sitting over in the corner sucking on a bottle. So you mean to tell me that you feed him milk in a bottle, this 15-year-old kid, you feed him milk in a bottle four, five, six times a day or four or five, six times a week, and you're not, you're not giving him steak. You're not giving him food that he can chew with his teeth because he's physically grown, and now his diet should change. You're not giving, no, I'm just giving. Well, like you said, divorce the milk mm -hmm. and jump into the meat of the diet. Only then will your child begin to physically grow and be able to fill out the body, and will he then become nourished. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same way spiritually. Divorce the milk. There's nothing wrong with the milk, but divorce the milk and begin to eat on the word of the, uh, the meat of the word of God, and only then will you be be able to then spiritually grow and spiritually nourish. Otherwise, if you stay on the milk and stay, nothing wrong with the fundamentals, nothing wrong with the ABCs. But if that's all you focus on and that's where you stay, you're really spiritually malnourished. And the dullness part comes in is they were offered meat. They've heard, you know, it's not like the parent is, is only giving them a bottle. He gave them a bottle. And then he, trans, he they moved on to meat. And what did they do? Revert it back. Revert it back to the bottle. Yeah. So they become dull to what they were preaching. Right. And that's who Jesus Christ is. So let's look at the next, next verse, 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Mm. So you think about it. You know, what does a baby do? A baby don't, look, a baby would walk up, not walk up, crawl up to an electrical outlet and stick his finger right in the socket, just like I did when I was a baby. I couldn't discern what's right or wrong. I didn't know if I put this, if I opened that cabinet and, and opened that bottle of, of uh, detergent and drank it. I didn't know that was wrong for me. I wasn't able to discern uh, good and bad and right and wrong because I was still a baby. Well, let me let me take this to a place that you've been going all day. All right, we don't have to go to next week to talk about it. But if you look at um, 
the Greek word babe, and this is the truth of it, look it up. The Greek word babe doesn't imply spiritual birth or salvation in any way. It doesn't. And we really, and we do, we refer, and that's a mistake maybe, we refer to new believers in Christ as babes in Christ. And, and so we refer, we refer to their relationship as being in Christ. But in this passage right here, the context is really referring to them as unbelievers. Hmm. So think about that. I mean, they're so immature that they, like Phil saying, you can't discern right from wrong. They're so immature that they're unable to discern right from wrong. So the mature, the mature, the mature, let me say it again, have the ability and their senses trained to discern good and evil. The righteousness that this verse is talking about it, it characterizes every believer. Christianity, Christianity field changes us from the inside out. Mm. We are to live transformed lives because Christ lives in us. So the evidence that we are saved is a changed life. We're not perfect. No, we're not perfect. But Christ is changing us. There's no changing here. There's no changing here. Mm. So the word babe in the Greek, the, the word that the writer is using in the original language does not indicate spiritual rebirth. Right. It indicates a fall, uh, not falling away, lost, Yeah. never having been reborn. And isn't that something? Mm. So I never, just, you just nailed it. I never, never thought of this verse. I would just pull this. This is one of these, these texts that you pull out of context, I believe. But the principle is there, growing. But this is this is lost and saved. This is this is milk and meat lost and saved. If you're a Jew, you've got to come to Christ, who is meat. If you stay over there, under the law, under the rituals, guess what? The Bible says you're cursed, mm-hmm. and you're going to hell. Yeah, come to meat. Salvation is Jesus Christ. Mm. So this ain't a growing text this is a salvation text so and jimmy you think about this you've come to meet haven't you now now i'm not going to say you do this perfectly because i've seen some decisions you make and i'm gonna have to (laughs) but don't you think since you came to christ and been in his word you're been you've been able to start discerning by god's word and holding things up to his standard, you're able now to discern right and wrong, mm. divide the word. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that as a babe. No, absolutely not. Uh, verse 14, verse 14, but, but solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern mm. good and evil. Mm. And so, so this is perfect tense. The mature person has over time practiced or exercised their senses to discern good and evil. So the mature person is able, like you said, is able to discern between right and wrong or good and evil. But but here in the text, they become dull of hearing. And why have they become dull of hearing? Religion. They've become dull of hearing because of religion, legalism, emotion, emotionalism, lack of ability to, to, to doctrinally discern anything. Um, and they'll jump on whatever movement comes in town. There's no depth there, Phil. There's no depth to their, to their spiritual knowledge. They're emotionally, here's what they are, emotionally gullible. Let me let me sum it up with this statement here. Judaism is the infancy 
They are to leave in order to go on to maturity of manhood by faith in the new covenant Messiah. You said it at the beginning of the show. We're dealing with a a Judaism Christianity issue here, mm-hmm. the book of Hebrews. The danger of spiritual immaturity. It doesn't mean in this context that a person remains a saved baby in Christ. It means that you never were saved to begin That's with. That's it. That's what. It, that's why there's a danger in it. Yeah. That's what. There'll be people in heaven who are still babes, who still sucking on milk, but they're saved. Mm-hmm. That's not the people that he's talking about here. That's it. He's talking about people who were never rebirthed and reborn to begin with. People that fly by their emotions but have no depth of biblical knowledge. And Jimmy, how do we know all this? Because we're going to see next week. <laughs> well, the, here we go. Next week. No, the audience. <laughs> because if, if you look at what he says next week, that is impossible for that to be somebody who's been born again, sealed by the Holy Ghost. So that's why that's why I can say fairly confident, confidently that milk is Judaism and meat is is the new covenant in mm. Jesus Christ. See, are you are you do you desire here's here's how we'll wrap this up. Do you desire religious fads? Do you have a passion for religious fads or do you have a pa- passion and a desire to know him in a deeper and greater way? That that's really are you are, are you desiring just to go and learn what you already know every week? That's really, you know, in church. Or do you have a desire every single day to jump into the word of God because you understand that to get closer to God, to get intimate with God is to know him and to know him is to know his word. And that's where you encounter God is in his word, not in some concert in a building on a weekly basis. That's not where you encounter God. You encounter God in his word. Mm-hmm. That's where you encounter God. That's where he speaks. That's right. So what, what is your desire? Is your desire to go and hear what you already know because it makes you feel good? Or is your desire to jump into his word because you, you have a passion and a desperate need and a want for him and his word, no matter if he says something that cuts you to the quick or not? Well, here it is. Wouldn't you like to be mature in one second. You know, uh, on a physical, humanly standpoint, when you grow into maturity, it's a long, long process. It's a long process to go from a babe, you're, then you're seven or eight or nine, and you hit those crazy teenage years, and you grow on, and then you have this process of growing in maturity. Look, maturity, when it comes to Christ, is a new birth instant instant what's the word instantaneously thank you jim instantaneously that's what it means to be mature if you haven't come to christ your own milk but when you come to christ biblically that's salvation and that's maturity now as the new birth you do grow after that point when we make ourselves available to him, the Holy Spirit will equip us to teach others. 
It's, it's just a natural occurrence that happens. We've said it before, and, and I believe it was, maybe, it, I don't know who it was. I don't want to give credit to anybody for it because I don't know where it originated at. But God's not looking for ability. He's looking for availability. And when we make ourselves available to him, the Holy Spirit will equip, equip us to teach others. He will nurture us so we can build up the body of Christ because every true Christian ought to be a teacher. A.W. Pink said this, and this is how I'll wrap it up, and it's kind of a long quote, but I want to say this as we as we wrap the show up. He says, the elements of our faith are that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners, that his salvation is perfect and complete, leaving nothing for us to add to it, and that the only fitness he requires from sinners is the Spirit's discovery to them of their need of him. The greater the sinner I know myself to be, the greater my need of Christ, and the more I am suited to him, for he died for the ungodly. It was the, it, it was the realization of my ruin and wretchedness which first drew me to him. If I cast myself in all my want and poverty upon him, that he has received me for his death declaration is him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out believing this I go on my way rejoicing thanking him and praising him living on him and for him man Mm, it's good well it's been a good day and uh, I pray that God he definitely showed me something I pray that he showed uh Showed the, the listener something too. And, and I'll say this. What I said before, going to church on a weekly basis and listening and walking out the door and not putting into practice what you've heard is dangerous. Is dangerous. It, it keeps you where you're at. That's lazy listening. That's not 100% committed listening because if you're listening, you're learning. And if you're learning, you're putting into practice that which you've learned. So what happens is, 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 you, is, you, is you continue to stay in the milk. And so what I mean why I say all that is what happens to undigested milk? Because if you walk out the door and don't put into practice what you've just heard, you're not digesting what you've just learned. And so what happens to undigested milk? I don't want to talk about it. It turns sour. Undigested milk turns sour. Yeah. So think about it. All right, next week's going to be a good week, too. We pray you, uh, you tune in. Uh, if you have any questions or any comments, you can go to our website, lifesongradio.com. There you can find some study guides and materials. Also, you can listen to the, uh, the weekly episodes. They're posted on there also. Yeah. So thank you for listening to us today. Jimmy, would you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Lord, we love you. Father, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for giving us the ability to draw close to you through your word. And I pray that everyone listening to this program would understand that if we are going to mature in Christ, if we are going to grow in Christ, if we are going to get close to you, if we're going to in any way, shape or form, have a relationship with you, it's going to come through our undevoted, unabashed study of your word we have got to desire within our hearts to 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 learn to to want to know you because that's the only way we're going to get to know you is through the word that which you've left us with and so father i i, I pray that today 
we understand that. I pray that those listening to us today would would understand that the only way that we'll ever come to a fuller knowledge of you is through your word. Otherwise, we remain in infancy. And so, uh, Lord, I just pray that no one does that. I pray that uh, uh, that that you use this t- program today, and I know you're going to use it. I don't want to. I don't want to give off the wrong impression to anybody. I know that your word never returns void. So, what you in, in willed for this to happen will happen. And so, I'm praying that that those listening today will grow. Uh, as you intend them to grow and if there's any amongst us today lord that you have decided to regenerate through through the through the teaching of your word today lord i I praise you for that and i thank you for that Uh, and and let us all uh, glorify you because that's the intention that's all we want to do is we want you to get all of the praise honor and glory for everything that we do here god we thank you for giving us this opportunity we thank you for giving us this ministry and we pray that you keep us on the right path to glorifying you every single moment of every single day god we love you all the praise honor and glory is yours in Jesus' holy and perfect name amen amen Does it fit across the shoulders? Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs. Perfect.